there's just this ideal that we're supposed to all fit Mm -hmm. and if we don't fit it hi everyone and welcome to broads with brains this is our first episode and thank you for joining us i am katie um i am in the helping profession i am a cat person please don't hate me um and i like to go hiking and backpacking and with me is my co-host, Brittany. Hello. Yes, I'm Brittany. And I'm super pumped to do our first podcast. This has been a long time coming for us. Um, just trying to coordinate and work on content and put all of our um, thoughts over the past, what, 15 years together? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we, you know, we value our thoughts and feelings and thought that maybe you should want to listen to us. So here we are. Um, a little bit about me. I love old people. Like I want to adopt one. Um, so if you are one, I'm taking applications now. <laughs> I uh, love my dog and other animals. Um, my dog Ray and I have been spending a lot of time together because we are home due to the coronavirus. So we are co-workers, kind of like Jim and Dwight, where we have a love, but we Ooh. have not yet started pranking each other. So we'll get to that. You'll get there. Yes, we hope so. Um, and I love outdoor sports. I'm an avid um, exercise junkie, I guess is the best way to put it. And I enjoy a good strong cocktail on the weekends and sometimes several <laughs> days during the week, depending on what it is. <laughs> so we, we wanted to dive into this, um, but obviously the elephant in the room is the coronavirus. And we yes. decided that we were not going to talk about it. Yes. So our episode will not be about it because we're being inundated with that stuff right now and we need some different things going on. So we're not dismissing it. We appreciate everyone that's helping and our thoughts are with everyone who has been suffering from it. But we wanted to give you guys something else to think about during this time. Correct. And I think everybody's just getting bombarded with information (coughs) and um, news changing every day. And it's very grim. So we wanted to bring some positivity to your life and talk about how women are put in a box and mistreated. So here we go. (laughs) Super positive topic. (laughs) We really know what we're doing. And that's why we are broads with brains. (laughs) So um, I think we first started talking about this, this, I mean, well, we've always talked about this, but we started talking about it more in detail with the Super Bowl. And the uh, eruption that occurred on social media and on the news and everything after the Super Bowl halftime show of this year. Yes, it was really appalling, actually, because (laughs) um, we were we were texting back and forth and we were um, following a thread on Facebook that a local news channel put up and said, what do you think of the halftime show? And the comments were overwhelmingly negative um, in regards to it looked like a strip show. Um, speak English. This is America. Ugh. Yeah. Um, et cetera. So we were exchanging our thoughts and said this would be the perfect thing to discuss because 
surprise, surprise, this is not the only time that women have been, uh, I don't think objectified is the right word. Um, asked to, to ask to do something and then told that the way that they're doing it is not right. Yes. Yes. I love how you put that. Like, um, please entertain us. But here are our specific requirements. You have to be dressed this way. You have to shake your hips this way. And you have to speak these languages. Make it sexy, but not too sexy. And don't offend everybody that is watching the Super Bowl halftime show. Because, you know, it's a family-friendly thing. Yeah, that was the first time I've heard that the Super Bowl is family-friendly. Um I mean, I don't have kids, which obviously you know, but I never thought of people like watching it with like their little kids. I don't, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Um, But it made me think about the cheerleaders and how, you know, they wear their outfits every week and they're pretty similar to what um, JLo and Shakira were wearing and everybody seems okay with that. So I didn't really understand why this was different. Yes. Um, not to mention, if you go to the beach, um, there's TNA everywhere, P.S. If you haven't yes, been the to the beach, beach recently. So, um, and the, the beach is family friendly. I see families there. So I don't really I do. see what the big deal is. I guess because you're getting up there and jiggling your bits, people got offended about it. Um, and we had talked about it as well. I had to go back over the past few Super Bowls and I went back to the Beyonce performance. Love her. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the comments surrounding that performance were that she made a political statement. So it's like, get up there and perform, but we don't want to see anything else but your performance. And then it was Lady Gaga, who is amazing. Musician, voice, actress, um, put on this great performance and there were women online who were commenting about her role and I put that in quotation marks because I would not qualify that as a role on her stomach Um, I thought she looked amazing but again we have to we can't hold the person up because of the performance we have to remark on their physical appearance and then there was Adam Levine Mm. every housewife's uh, dream <laughs> comes out with his shirt off and his v-line showing i don't know if that's the right word is that what they call it i think that's what i call it yeah i don't know what it's called i just think of it as like the sexy man part i don't know <laughs> not that sexy <laughs> man part it. the other one it leads <laughs> not, yeah, to the sexy one. man part <laughs> i mean i just liked all his tattoos but um People didn't lose their shit as much over him taking his shirt off, right? They they actually loved it. And I'm talking now about women because I think women, from what I see and maybe who I talk to, are more vocal about it on social media especially. But they were like, yeah, Adam Levine, take it off. That was great. Whatever. <laughs> but And I mean, he's a good looking guy and he's a great musician too. Um, but they were loving it. And then you put J-Lo and Shakira on stage. By the way, J-Lo's, what, 50-something years old? Yeah. She gave birth to twins. Um, She looks amazing. And if I look like either one of them, you know I'd be parading around naked because they're awesome. 
Yeah. So why is it that the man's body is okay to be on display, but a woman's body isn't? And, and furthermore, why is the appearance the first thing that you go to on a woman? Like mm. we talked about news and sports casters and how the women on these channels are typically very good looking in good shape. And a lot of the comments that I hear about them when they're good looking is, Oh, she's on there because she's a piece of ass or, you know, they don't think about the things that are coming out of her mouth. She's, she's just there to be eye candy. But if you look at a guy who's her co-host, let's say, and he's, you know, a little pudgy and has no hair, no one's like, Oh, you know, look at Baldy locks. He's just up there because blah, blah, blah. Like, no one cares about that. They only care about it's the it's about the woman, the woman's appearance and not what she has to say. And the women, I always am amazed at the women having this like immaculate hair, makeup so on point. They look they look so done up and so perfect that I think that that adds to it a little bit. Sure, sure. But you flip it around and um, there is a woman that was a, I believe she was a weather woman a few years back and she was giving the weather or the news and not super attractive, not super skinny, not your typical what you see. And she got hate mail and messages and comments online for her appearance that people were I'll use the word offended because everybody's offended nowadays um, about her looks. And she actually went back on camera to address those people for the comments that they were making. Like how horrifying is that? So to your point, I think and you said this earlier, be pretty, but don't be too pretty because we don't want to look at ugly people. What, what is going on in someone's life? That they feel the need to send a woman a message about how they look when they're reporting the fucking weather. It, the, you, I mean, the, you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of times when people put other people down, it has more to do with them, right? It's their own insecurities and their own feelings. And especially the way that the world is now, everything is online. So, right. Back, you know, well, we both grew up in New Jersey and people there tell you how they feel about you to your face, whether you like it or not. But (laughs) in other parts of the country, that's not an acceptable thing. It's considered rude. So what better way to get at somebody than to type it onto your keyboard and put it in a comment when you know that you likely never have to look that person in the face? Then that's like a whole nother discussion and maybe a whole nother episode of like people how they act online versus how they act in the real world oh I love it I'm writing that down um so yeah this this concept of being in 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 a box and when we talk about being in a box we mean like these rules that women have to follow or if they don't follow them they're harassed or 
ridiculed or discriminated against or whatever because they are not pretty enough then they're too pretty they're not sexy they're too sexy so feeling like we're always walking on this line of what what are we supposed to do what are we supposed to look like how are we supposed to talk in order to just live our lives right right um i wanted to talk about the movie that you had me watch oh yeah um so i watched bombshell um because you know like i'm into women's issues and into all that stuff and it was really upsetting and I learned I mean I learned a lot that I did not already know about the situation so the movie is about Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carlson not to be confused with Gretchen Wilson nope (laughs) um and what they went through at Fox News with Roger Ailes and the culture that kind of allowed all of it to happen so what did you think about the movie um it was eye-opening for sure because i think this this is this only happened a few years ago so the the megan kelly portion of it was thrust in our faces and i understood it but i didn't understand how deep it went and i don't think i even hit that point until towards the end of the movie when they were interviewing her and said that she was victim x let's say and so she's like you're telling me that and i'm not a math magician 23 people came before me and testified against Mm. what had happened in the workplace and they were like yes that was holy shit for me um because it it really happened like this is not just a movie i mean this is based on what really happened um and i've never been in that position and i don't believe that you have either so it's very hard for me to wrap my head around how that becomes the norm and i believe in certain parts of the movie it it alluded to that with the women in the office knew what was going on you knew if you got up and you went into uh roger's office what was going to happen there but nobody spoke about it nobody stuck up for each other and nobody warned the other person um and i don't know it was very hard for me to just grasp that the other part of it was they mentioned one part in the movie um somebody said it about earning your place and this is how you would earn your place as an anchor on a show um, by giving sexual favors. And this goes back to, again, the the women were treated as, for lack of a better term, and I'm just up front, a piece of ass and not the brain that comes behind it and all of the work that they put into getting to that spot. It was like they went to school, they dreamed of doing this. They put all of these, this time and hours into doing it, but, Oh, there's one more step. You have to perform a sexual act on this guy. Like what? Yeah. So first of all, what the fuck is wrong with these guys and how do they sleep at night? Oh, very soundly, um, I'm sure. Ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but also, so Margot Robbie's character, and I don't know her name in real life, 
was she was like the new girl who who all of that was happening to and I felt so bad for her like it's one of those things where you want to jump in the movie and be able to tell her what's going to happen um and you can see how it kind of starts out slow with Roger and then progresses yes and that line of when does it go from just being flirty to when is it becoming like absolutely fucking inappropriate and I just kept picturing myself being in that situation and it's like that feeling of being paralyzed like what would you do right and I don't know part of me thinks I would punch the person in the face part of me thinks I would literally just stand there frozen um and it's I just can't imagine it and I feel so bad for all of those women but I also feel like what Gretchen Carlson did is incredibly brave oh yeah and that she gave us an example of what we all need to do that we need to as women we need to have each other's backs instead of like allowing things like that to happen not that we're responsible we're not responsible Roger is responsible correct but but like what can we do differently right we can't control other people's actions we can just control how we react to it and I think Gretchen was the person that finally stood up and that's a very hard position to be in right because you essentially you know your career is at stake and nowadays I think women that come forward with these allegations are initially questioned. It's like, it's, it's like coming forward with this happened to me. And instead of people saying, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that happened. They're instantly questioning your motives. Is this true? And trying to, I don't know. It's, yeah, and it's it's the same thing with rape and sexual assault, that when women report those things, you know, they're asked, how many drinks did you have? And what were you wearing? And, you know, like, were you already kissing? Like, like you can't What's... kiss somebody and then decide you don't want to have sex with them. Right. I know. We watch SVU, you and I, I know. Um, yes. Like, it, it, it's it's a, a a cult for lack of a better term like <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon if it's raining it's an SVU marathon um and in any of those that they the episode is surrounding sexual assault it comes up over and over and over again about how women are afraid to um speak up about it women who has this has happened to them years and years before finally come forward because maybe somebody else has given them um, the pathway to do that and given them some confidence. Um, and a lot of those scenarios, it's overwhelmingly said that women don't do that because they're not believed. They're drugged through the mud. They have to testify in front of people where they have to describe these events that happened to them that they're already embarrassed about. And, yeah. and by the way, they have to prove that this actually happened. It makes perfect sense why people wouldn't come forward and talk about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would want to go through all of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's trauma in and of itself going to court and everything. Like I I I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um I was doing some research recently for something and came across this statistic that 
one in four women are sexually assaulted or raped in their lifetime. Wow. And that is so uncomfortable and so unacceptable. Like, that's... So that's if if you and I and two of our friends were in a room, one out of the four of us that would have happened to or will happen to in our lifetime. And... I I feel like there's not enough attention being paid to that. Right. You, and you said it earlier, it's, it's very easy for us to sit here and say, or maybe not us, maybe people that are listening or people that have heard these stories before. Well, I mean, if, if I was in that position, like this is how I would handle it. You don't know that you don't, you, you can't be the armchair quarterback and say oh okay well I would have done this this and this differently you don't know until you're in that situation so you can't judge people by that yeah and that's the stuff nightmares are made out of Mm -hmm. like you know and you have that nightmare when you want to scream and you can't oh god like that's kind of like what comes to mind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so another not movie but another thing that we watched that kind of got us talking about this was the taylor swift documentary yes miss americana yes so i think i probably know like two taylor swift songs i don't really listen to her music (laughs) i'm not shake it off shake it off yeah like those super popular ones i know um but her her experience in the documentary kind of outlines what we're talking about about being placed in this box of you know entertain us but don't tell us your personal thoughts or feelings and also her own experience with being sexually assaulted yes so she was for people that don't know and I am I'm a Taylor Swift fan in the past few years I do like some of her music I like how she stands up for what she believes in and is not afraid to speak on the LGBTQ TQ LGBTQ sorry TQ. Um, sorry, I was not trying to leave anybody out of that um, issues. And also, um, she had some political involvement in her home state of um, Tennessee and in Nashville. And she talked about that on the documentary as well, how her advisors were saying, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. And she did it anyway. Yes. Um, extremely brave. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, um, so yes, I don't, um, I do like her music in, in the past few years, but she was sexually assaulted. Actually, there's a picture of it by, oh my God. by a DJ. He grabbed her ass as a picture was being taken and she took him to court for a dollar, right? She wanted to, um, that was the, the monetary, what she was going after was a dollar because she, obviously she doesn't need the money. She's Taylor Swift, but it was to prove a point. This isn't about money because that was even talked about in bombshell. It's, will they say that I'm after money or attention or anything like that? Somebody in that position doesn't need any of that, but she's a voice for the people that cannot speak up about these things. And maybe her followers, does she have, they have a name like Swifters or something, the Tay-Tays. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these, some of these celebrities have like their own little groupies. Um, that maybe somebody who looks up to her will see Taylor Swift coming forward that yes, this even happens to her in her celebrity status and come forward with their own stuff. Um, And, you know, I've talked about this with you before years ago. uh, I said, 
celebrities, athletes, et cetera, just go do your job. Like, I don't want to hear you talk about what you think about the president. I don't want to hear about social issues from you. You are paid to entertain. Just go out there and entertain or play ball. And I've changed my thought process over the past few years because guess what? I grew up a little bit, as we all do, hopefully. (laughs) Um, And these people have a platform that they, most of them, will use in a good way to address some of these issues and be the voice for people that don't have a voice. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that when you have that much power and that, that number of people paying attention to you, that, that it's almost an obligation. Yeah. It's your responsibility. And that's why people who are celebrities and athletes and act like jackasses, people always say, Oh, well, you know, you are a, uh, a role model. And they said, I never wanted to be a role model. Mm, sorry to tell you, but when you're at that status, you automatically, in a lot of cases, become a role model. So it's, it's part of the, the package deal. Yeah. And, and that scene where she is, is fighting for her own right to speak out politically, that, that was really emotional. <clears throat> and it, um, I don't know, I just found it really profound that even Taylor Swift, someone who is in that position, had to fight with her own staff to say, like, no, I need to do this, even if there are negative consequences. Right. And the result was that, like, they had the highest um, amount of voters register, like, the next day after she made her statement, whatever she she made, which, which just shows how much power and influence people like her can have. Yeah. And getting younger people to register to vote because there's, I think, a lot of young people that don't see the value in that or how will, you know, how can my input impact this? So um, the fact that she went out and, and put her neck out there for that reason, I, I give her a lot of props for it. Yeah. So one thing that I, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is we've talked kind of about men versus women and well, not men versus women, but you know, the conflicts that happen between men and women, but what are your thoughts on women bringing down other women and women attacking other women um, like verbally or, you know, sending messages like that? Like, why do we do that? Why do we bring each other down? That's a great question. I think there's a lot. You don't have the answer. I there's this is an answer I do not have I know I usually have all of the answers um but I've thought about this many times I think part of it is jealousy there's an internal competition between women and you think about it when you're let's go back to like middle school and high school you know then it's all about looks like who who's the prettiest and has the Mm -hmm. most friends and can get the cute boy etc and then as you start to grow up and maybe let's say you get married and have kids. Well, th- that's a, a competition in its own, right? You know, that's that's every woman's dream, ha ha, to get married and have a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then once you have a baby, like, does my baby talk before Brenda's down the street? And does my yes. baby do this? And, oh, I'm a mom. Did I lose all of my baby weight first before Carol, whatever, Babbitt, <laughs> the Tiger King lady, and 
I got I got her confused with what's her name that that chopped her husband Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt. That's what her. Oh my gosh, that's her new name, Carol Bobbitt. Because, wow, you just right. combined the two of them. I have to do some photoshopping this weekend. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> but it's a competition with with the babies, and then also do you look as good as somebody else after you've had this baby and is your family, you know, are you a good wife? And there's just always this competition. And I don't know if we put that on ourselves or if that's something that mm. we feel from other people or I think, it's, I think it's both. Yeah, I think because, so. So I think about it like biologically and historically sometimes. So if you think about like back in the beginning of time we were women we were kind of competing against each other for husbands <laughs> which it's really really sad but sorry like in order to you know a uh, 100 200 500 years ago in order to procreate we needed a husband mm-hmm. um or a man not necessarily a husband um so we wanted like the best one so sometimes i feel like there is that biological need to compete for the best one. Mm-hmm. But I think we also need to get with the fact that it's 2020 and we don't need to do that anymore. First of all, we don't need men to have babies. Um, we don't have to have a husband. We don't. We don't even have we to don't have, have babies. To do any of those things. Yeah, exactly. So I can't even keep my basil plant alive, never mind a baby. <laughs> um so letting go of some of that stuff and and trying to catch ourselves when we do it because I'm totally guilty of it too of comparing myself to other women and um competing with other women you know on my own like in my own head but I think we need to catch ourselves when we do it and challenge ourselves of isn't there enough for everybody and there is, I love that statement um, because there is enough for everybody. Everybody can get a little something and, and not everybody's on the same playing field either. Um, you and I both discuss there's this um, pressure, I guess, to be a mom in your 30s. Yes. You know, uh, so do you have any kids? No, no, I don't why are you gonna have babies why don't you have kids what do you mean like horrified why you as a woman have just have decided or maybe we haven't we just don't want to share that information with somebody because it's none of their fucking business but there people don't understand that so we're not all out there looking for the same thing we're all we're all a different part of our lives um and to your point I think women are stronger when they stick together. So why are we always trying to tear each other down when we're much better if you're cheering people on and, and supportive and trying to maybe not even being in the, put the, put yourself in their shoes, but just trying to see things from their perspective. Um, you and I, and we did not talk to everybody about this, but we have very different views about political stuff, mm. social issues, etc. And one of the things that I love about you is even though we have these different views, we can still discuss them like grown adults and 
not um, tear each other down or say negative things, etc., and still be friends on the other side. And what a fucking concept is that? Oh, my God. I know. And I honestly, it helps me so much to be able to text you or call you and be like, okay, this thing is happening and I need to understand, like, why people like it, why people are okay with it. Just reaching out across the other side and getting an understanding of someone else's perspective because it's not just about my perspective. Wow. That just you saying getting an understanding that's what we are really lacking now i know um in the social media world and i don't talk politics with anybody on social media because my parents and my grandparents you know when people were taught manners you don't talk about religion and politics in um mixed company those those are things that are hands off well if you go on to anything nowadays that's all people talk about and if you put something about your political view online and people do not agree with you they go after you a lot a lot of cases like and and try to belittle your thoughts instead of just having an open conversation and those back and forths turn into well I've deleted this person I'm not (laughs) friends with them anymore whatever and that's the perfect place if you're going to openly talk about it and put your thoughts out there isn't that the perfect place to kind of come together and try to understand why the other person feels that way and maybe it's about their background or their own life experiences that led them to this the these thoughts and they might not change your mind but as you and I have said at least we can get a grasp on why that person feels that way and then move on. Yeah. And I, I think kind of in relation to our, our women discussion, I, we talked about this before, but I, I think having some conversations with men. <clears throat> I'm sorry. My voice is being weird today. That's okay. Um, You're not weird. Some conversations that we can have with men maybe on the podcast about their perspective of how they feel about all of this the the women's issues are you know do they understand our perspective do we understand their perspective because that's something that we have to come together on too it can't just be us versus them we have to understand each other because the more we understand each other the better it will get agreed and I think a lot of things that in a man's mind are normal to them are not normal to us yes um let's talk about quickly slut shaming and and what that means to us yes so i brought this up um to a few uh male friends and they were like what is that and basically the way that i described it is it's shaming women who act like men (laughs) they were like what and once i explained it they're like come on really no, really, that's what it is to me. I find I don't know. so surprising because I feel like men do that as well as women. Oh, yeah. Of, oh, well, of course they do. I mean, think about when you're in, like, middle school and high school. If you're a girl, you don't put out, you're prude. If you put out, you're a slut. Yes. So, oh, my God. Yes. And that is the box. Yep. That's that exactly is, what it is. Yes. That they're... Be this, not that. There and there and there's no middle. It's prude or slut. There's no like normal and that's okay. Right. Because sex for women 
is such a taboo subject and it I don't understand why it's like a scary subject but we're supposed to have babies well that's the only reason you have sex Katie is if you gotta have a baby (laughs) get those babies out it's just it's so it makes my head hurt sometimes when we talk about this stuff because I don't I don't understand it like why can't things be both like why can't you be like a good person who also is a woman and is is sexually active and that's okay and enjoys it like why is it a bad thing and why is it anybody's fucking business first of all well I think that comes back to guys too guys openly talk about that stuff like how many partners we have a uh you and I have a mutual friend and I will not mention his name on the podcast but Um, he and I have had many open conversations over the years. And one time I asked him, so like, how many people have you slept with? And without blinking, he told me "Eh, about 200. And as shocking as that sounds, number one, I was not shocked because I know who he was. (laughs) Um, But also if, because he's a guy, if that was a woman, if, if I said to you, Katie, how many people have you slept with? And you said "Eh, about 200. I'd be like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, and we're we're guilty. In, girl. We're guilty of that ourselves, right? That that we have that bias built into us that we mm-hmm. would think that even of each other. But for a guy, we would just be like, "Oh, okay. Like, I guess he has a lot of free time." You know? <laughs> <laughs> he must not have a job. <laughs> which which is a podcast all on its own when we get to the dating portion of our Ooh, yes. <laughs> um yeah, so just the like the double standard of what men are allowed to do and what women are allowed to do. And um, again, going back to historically, so 2020 is the 100th year anniversary of when women got the right to vote. Yes. So just thinking about how only 100 years ago we were put on the same level with voting as men. And we're still working on getting similar rights to men in terms of equal pay. Yeah. Yep. That is still an issue where women. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it was you that shared a funny meme with me that like, due to everyone being out of work right now, that women are um, losing less money than men because we make less money than men. Yeah. Men are losing a a, a dollar for every 70 cents that a woman loses and i mean it was a funny it was meant to be funny but that's real you know um it's it's amazing to me it's like oh you're a woman you want to have job like remember borat i don't know if you ever watched that movie women in this country (laughs) they have job i thought they had the brain the size of a a brain the size of squirrel like something (laughs) like that it's like, oh, you have job and now we have to pay you? Oh, and you want to get paid the same amount as us? What? <laughs> what? Oh, and you want to be able to vote? Like, I vote all the time just because who my, you know, my dad, as soon as I turned um, a voting age, he drug me down to the municipal building and made me register. And I love him for that because now he and I can have those same political discussions. We don't agree on everything either, but because he's my dad, he can't unfriend me from Facebook. So, <laughs> yes, um, he can. so I actually I am one of those people who when I um was first able to vote I didn't because I was one of those people that was like my vote doesn't count blah 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 
And then I really sat down and thought about it. And I thought about all the women who fought for my right to vote Mm -hmm. and sacrificed their jobs, their families, their own physical safety for my right to vote. And then I felt like such an asshole and was like, I have to, I have to like fulfill this obligation for all of those women and all of the other women who continue to fight for our rights. And I just felt, I felt like an ass for thinking that way, but I'm glad that I realized it and was able to change my thoughts. Well, it's part of growing up and I vote now because I'm afraid they're going to come and take it away someday. We've both watched The Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, geez, that's a whole episode in and of itself. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely horrifying. And the more (laughs) horrifying thing is when I talk to women about that and they're like, oh, don't worry, that will never happen. No, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. The horrifying thing is that I feel like we're like 10 steps away from that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So some pretty crazy stuff to kind of wrap up. I want to um, circle back to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, she said this at the end of her documentary and it really spoke to me. So she said, I want to still have a sharp pen, a thin skin and an open heart. So still wanting to be able to speak her mind, be sensitive and be open and um, open to experiences and open to other people. And that just rang so true for me in my life um, that I want to speak my mind and still be open to other people and their experiences. I love that. I love that. She also um, has a newer song out called The Man. And there was something in there that spoke to me. Um, It's part of the chorus. And she says, I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. Mm. The, The lyrics to that song overall, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about and about putting women in a box and how you know, we're judged on every little thing that we do. Like you said, be this, but not that, or, or be this way, but not, not too much of that. Yeah. Um, And we need to stop with that. And maybe the the conversation begins with between women. Yeah, I think it does. And with, with what we ourselves can do, because we, we can only control ourselves. For sure. For sure. And once we get the women all squared away, then we'll move on to the real enemy, which is the men. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding and our takeover of the world <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so we really appreciate everybody listening um next episode is going to be a little bit lighter it's going to be about dating in our 20s versus dating in our 30s um yep. because the experience is super different and when we look back on our 20s oh boy oh can't wait to unbox all of that on this podcast <laughs> shit's gonna get real (laughs) yes thank you all for listening even if it is just both of our mothers we appreciate your support (laughs) it's been fun please write to us um, unfriend us on Facebook if you didn't like what we had to say we don't care and everybody stay safe and we will talk to you all next week Yep. Bye. Bye.